Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We are going to be sharing some tidbits that we have learned and deliberately decided to do or not to do within BossProject and within our own side businesses to seek growth and keep our business and company in the bubble, in the range, in the level (laughs) that we want it to be based on what we do and don't want to do in that job. So I know that that was like, like, what the are you talking about? So we're going to like break everything down. But we I really want you to go listen to that episode. It was episode 512. And at the end, we start kind of this conversation. So it might make a little bit more sense to listen to that one first. No, for sure. So I think there's this misconception that a lot of entrepreneurs have that like bigger is better and bigger is what I want. And like Mm -hmm. more revenue is sexier and more fun. And like, I could go on for days. And And why wouldn't I want my business to grow? Like why, why wouldn't I want that? And honestly, I was in that camp for a long time too. I, I believed all of those things wholeheartedly and thought, you know, the, the sky is the limit. The, uh-huh. As big as I want it is the limit. But then there came a point somewhere along the way with Boss Project, and this has since translated into how we handle our own business, where we both looked at each other and we're like, how big do we actually want well, the business the question be? I think we asked ourselves was, do you want to keep working like this? Yeah. And we said, no. No. Okay. So if the answer is no, what does that mean for our day-to-day, for our growth, for our profits, for our revenue, for our team, all of the things? And I think this, and this is what started the conversation last time is we have these big lofty goals. There's nothing wrong with that, but we don't realize the sacrifices and the changes in us and in your day-to-day activities and in your job when you pursue different avenues. So for example, right, when we were service-based business owners and we reached 
six figures within our first year, multiple six figures within our first year of that service-based business, we could have kept going there, right? And we had, it was like 98% profit. It was me and Abby. We were crushing it. It was great. That could have maintained. I think we started to get confused when we switched over from that model to a one-to-many model of trying to chase those same high profits and same like double your growth every eight months kind of mentality. And they're two different businesses. And so like that wasn't possible. Yeah. So like for most service-based businesses, most people run into a situation where they aren't scaling past a certain point because they run out of time. Like, mm-hmm. cause you're changing so many dollars for hours when you're working with services. And unless you develop an agency model where you're bringing on more people to do the work, you can't handle a larger capacity of clients. It's literally just not possible. Right. I think what I didn't realize at the time mm-hmm. was that like, if you want to scale a one to many model, it's not that you run out of time, but it takes more cash. Yes. It's expensive. The services required, the software is required to just run a basic business. I mean, you can run it cheap for sure. Like yeah. it, it's not that did. it's not that you can't grassroots things or DIY things or hack things like been there, done that. <laughs> but when you start to get to a certain point, you ask yourself, is this worth my time effort? whatever. And you know, a lot of times it's not like the other day we were looking at our affiliate system and it was like, well, I can pay this price or I can pay a little bit more and it will auto send the payments for me. And let's do that. And I'm like, (laughs) well, the more affiliates we have, the more complicated it's going to be. It's fine when you're only paying a couple of people, but when you Uh pay hundreds of people every month. Heck no, I'm not running that myself. And so like, anyway, I think those kind of questions can really stack up. And if you're not careful, you can pin yourself in a corner with your cash flow and not even realize how much of your total revenue you're spending to just operate your business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the biggest lesson I've had in, in business, one of the biggest lessons is truly the more that your business grows in revenue, in profits, the more it costs to maintain that. And it's okay. It's not a problem. But if I was more aware of that at the beginning, I might've made different choices. But that means when we started our second businesses, our own personal businesses, we went into those already knowing, okay, There's going to be a point where I max out my time, my energy, my resource, my physical resources, whatever. Do I want to continue to see growth? So therefore, I need to hire on help. I need to outsource some stuff. I need to manage things. Or do I want to create a different experience? That means raising my prices, offering a, a more exclusive offer, product, service, whatever it might be in order to see and work with less people, but still maintain growth and, and make more money. Yeah. I think there's just, 
this huge misconception about like what all of this takes. And, you know, a lot of times you're not in it until you're in it. And then Mm -hmm. at that point, you feel a little pinned against the corner of, well, I said I wanted this growth. And now I'm realizing this is what's required to do that. And it can feel shitty. So let me let me point out why we have I mean, because Boss Project is still growing, but we're not growing at the same rapid rate when we started our business intentionally. And then with our side businesses, I think we're both keeping them a lot smaller than they could be. Mm-hmm. Because we, I just want to keep living my life, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. What does that look like? And why was that kind of the choice? I think the first kind of red flag that I want you guys to think about, and I alluded to this in the other episode, is that the revenue and cost to operate a business are not linearly correlated. Mm -hmm. The bigger your business, almost always, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the more expensive it is to operate. And this is true, whether you're talking about software, services, people, whatever. Yeah, because you guys have to think about you're paying more fees, the more transactions you have. You'll pay more for higher tiers of softwares, the more subscribers you have, or the more traffic you have, or the more sales you have. Like some apps and services charge based on the amount of volume, a lot do. So all of those things go up if if those things go up in your business. Yeah, but I mean... A lot of people will be like, but that's so correlated to what's happening. How is it increasing? And it's usually just because you're adding on things that make your business more complicated. Yeah. Not necessarily that, oh, you're paying more for your email subscribers. Well, theoretically, that shouldn't matter because you're making more revenue. But it's it's when you're adding complication, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily bad, but you're no. like editing that process and what that looks like. So we just really wanted to think through how do you make that choice? And like she mentioned, when we were starting with services, our percent of profit was like way over 90%. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have been listening to our profit reports in the last year, um, Boss Project hit around 30%. And we were static about 30%. Yeah. If you think about some of these bigger companies, we talked about this in like 2018, when you looked up like local small businesses and granted they were more in the restaurant space, I think is what you looked up for me. But I, cause I was having an inward panic about like, oh my God, we're not making any money. That's ridiculous that we used to have 90 and now we're seeing this number, whatever. And so you gave me some perspective and you looked up other small businesses, not to be in this comparison itis thing or not to be like, oh, see our business, you know, makes more money than theirs. But I honestly think, cause I was, so I can assume you guys are too. I'm walking around thinking that you know, these restaurants or these small boutiques or this bar over here or whatever, all these local little businesses are just crushing it. They have this brick and mortar and they have customers and they have all this stuff going on. And like, they're like barely breaking even. Well, and when I told her, I'm like, for perspective, our company is bigger and more profitable than most of the businesses on Shark Tank. I think Emily's face like, yes. Yes. <laughs> what yes. are you talking about? But, you know, even for a bigger perspective, a lot of these large, like massively growing companies are 
losing money every year on purpose. And you guys are like, literally, why would you do that? Because they're not, they're interested in scaling so bad that they don't care what it costs. They're, it's not that they're not making money. The CEO is yeah. still making money, yeah. but they're doing it to avoid taxes. Mm-hmm. They're also doing it to quote, reinvest in their pipeline, which is not, I'm not going to get into a debate about whether that's good or bad, <laughs> but what a lot of them are ultimately looking for is the sell. Is they're waiting to make the majority of their income when they sell their business. And I would venture to guess the majority of our listeners really never plan to sell their business. Like the day they shut it down is kind of the day they shut it down. And so if that's the case, you need to make your money while you're working in your wow, business, wow. babe. Exactly. Exactly. So we have both kind of broken out some things that we feel like we deliberately thought about and and put in place or chose not to do in regards to Boss Project and our side businesses to keep it where we wanted to keep. And I think in before you can do this, I think the first question you need to ask yourself, and this is why we talk about this so heavily in our Strategy Academy program, when you're understanding the why behind your why, and I know like you guys might be sick of hearing about your why and figuring it out, but I want you to start thinking about this in the sense of like, and this is how we teach our students to do it because I don't care if you're doing it. You're, you're going to say I'm doing it for money right now, right? I'm doing it for money. Maybe it's because you want to leave that job, whatever. Like those are the surface level reasons. What we teach our students to go through is, is dig even further behind that. Why do you want to leave your job? What kind of lifestyle do you actually want? What do you want to be doing every single day? What do you not want to be doing? And I want you to get, you don't have to write this down. You don't have to like map it all out, but I want you to really, really think about it and get super silly. Like what time do you want to wake up? What do you want to do first when you wake up? Do you want to work out? Do you want to check your email? Do you want to drive to the shop? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in the middle of the day? At the end of the day, how many hours do you want to work every day, every week, every year? Like, actually, what does that look like? The answers to that is is what's going to guide your decisions on growth for your company. Oh, 100%. And I think so often people tend to get out of touch with why they started their business in the first place. I I mean, I would venture to guess the majority of you started your business in the first place because you had a desire to do the thing that you are selling. Like you are passionate about the thing you're selling. I mean, I would hope so. Okay. Whether that's design or photography or wedding planning or being a florist or whatever, like you're passionate about the craft, but not necessarily the running the business part. I think I find very few people that are really passionate about the running the business part, which by the way, is like 80 to 90% of your time. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Start to enjoy it now. (laughs) So uh, the cool part though, is when you intentionally choose to either slow down or keep things smaller, you can purposely spend more time doing what you wanted to do in the the first place. Does that make sense? Yep. And when Um, we say all of this, like stay smaller, slow down, whatever, it doesn't mean you have to then make less money. No. Those those things do not correlate. Well, and that's why I really, for, (laughs) again, more perspective, I completely, 100% believe someone could make $150,000 a year in sales doing 
photography and keep 120 of that mm-hmm. or run a million dollar company teaching people how to do photography mm-hmm. and keep 120,000 of that mm-hmm. or less or less. And if you guys think I'm kidding, I am not kidding. Like there is, it is very possible if you do it right, that you could make, when I say make more, I don't mean revenue because the revenue is the biggest bullshit lie you've been taught your entire life that it means anything. The only thing that matters is your bottom line. What is your bottom line? Your profit after all of your expenses. I want you to make more money. And so you could make more money making less money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's my favorite way to make more money. Oh, so much. What it requires for you to do that is to get out of your own head and stop a comparing yourself to other businesses and hearing their sexy revenue or, or profit goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Stop following, you know, if you're a physical product person, stop following the people who are like, making 400, 800 handmade pieces a month, if that's not, and I'm yelling at myself sometimes about this too, but like, if that's not the business you want to run, then don't look at that business on how you want to run it. Like at all. No. And it's okay to be inspired by, it's okay to like aspire to have things feel. But don't wonder why you don't have that. If that's not the business you even want in the first place, (laughs) check yourself. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It's easy to get caught up in the like virility of what could happen if you built this massive company. Right. And, you know, customers at the end of the day, the more there are, the more problems, <laughs> potential problems yeah. there could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, com- it completely changes the landscape. And I just don't think enough people spend enough time thinking about that. Right. Sure. We all want scale and growth. And then we don't think about the simple things how much different it is to run an Instagram account of 3,000 people versus 30,000 people. It's different. The relationships are different. The conversations are different. The sales are different. The impact is different. All of it's different. There's pros and cons to both. And I think more importantly, like my biggest message from all of this is not only making the decision for yourself on how the type of business you want to pursue and what you want to do, but enjoy the moment you are in right now because it will never be like this again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I talk about money a lot, but l- let me talk about maybe the thing that actually drives me more crazy because I, I can manipulate manipulate numbers all day long and play that game if you want to play that game. We could go ring around the rosy, but what actually I don't, and this is because I just genuinely don't like doing it. And so this is my biggest reason behind having, having to, for my sanity's sake, keep my business smaller. And it's that I don't love people management. (laughs) I threw up on the mic. (laughs) Our, our team at boss project is amazing mm. but what the best, it took to the best get in here, the best <laughs> what it took to get here the pain yes. and suffering money the, tears the mistakes the wrong the hardest part. part of business has been figuring this out so the idea i'm like and i just told this to emily yesterday you know simply home my other business it's i mean it's had a, it's had a lot of different looks over the years okay I, I, it kind of grows and changes with me but regardless of how i'm making my dollars in that lifestyle company the less people the better for me uh-huh. so like uh-huh. i imagine it'll 
I am way more likely for it to be me and my husband and my sister Mm -hmm. and maybe like one or two other people than I would ever be to have a company. Like for instance, I am astounded and love watching how like Magnolia Home and Studio McGee have blown up, but their their lives are not what I want. No, no, absolutely not. No. I think that they're, I mean, it's definitely glorified for Mm -hmm. sure. Like your own TV network and books and furniture and and Target and but like Studio McGee, uh, her as a person, so like, so it's been so fun to watch, but she was walking through their new offices in Salt Lake and I literally wanted to have a panic attack for her because she was like, we ran out of room, even though most of our people are working from home. And I was like, oh, um, and the money, the amount of money that that takes. No, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, very similarly, if I could make my mom quit her job and come be my assistant, I would do that. And that's what I would do. Like, that's it. That's what I would do. If I'm ever bringing someone on, it's going to be something like that. If it's not her, it'll be, you know, just someone local who can help me out part time. And that's it. I have absolutely, I've been asked this question a lot. And I talked about this last episode, but there's, you know, you look at, and because I like to look at other people's business models too and see where they were at my stage. So I'll look at Nicole and Suede, who's local here to Kansas City. I'll look at Kendra Scott, right? I'll look at how they started. There's uh, Rest at Cuff is another one you guys have probably heard me talk about. We had Jill Donovan on the show many years ago. And to see where they are now is not what I want, like at all. With the multiple stores, the hundreds of employees, the warehouses, like I don't, I just don't. And so- I'm and I trying to be intentional now yeah. to not make decisions that lead me down that path accidentally. Right. And you're like, how could you accidentally how be that? How did I get here? You can wake up one day and not feel in charge of your life anymore. Yeah. Trust me, been yeah. there. Yeah, been there. Don't want that again. Thanks. So there are things that I'm deliberately not pursuing. So for the product world, things that I'm not pursuing, I'm not pursuing wholesale. I have no desire to be like a recognized brand across boutiques around the country. Not at all. Not doing markets or in-person events because, well, mostly I can make more money doing something online with no pants on than doing all that. It's expensive to do markets. You wouldn't do it, but it's just why would no? I mean, I also just like it. It will not help me in the way that I want. I'm not saying it wouldn't help me. It wouldn't help me in the way that I want. It's not that I don't, it sounds really rude to say I don't have a desire to create local relationships. I don't need that to seek the the same growth that I'm currently getting. So I don't, they might. And I think exactly like for my mom, they are amazing for her and she loves doing them, do them. Right. So instead what I'm choosing to do is have a high touch packaging experience Fancy, not fancy because it's not like it's elaborate, but like beautiful shopping experience, high touch communication, amazing customer service. I'm choosing to spend my time and money there. My packaging costs are easy four, six, 10 times what other makers cost to send their goods. If they're wanting to scale massively, they're trying to get their costs down really, really low. 60 cents to send something, whatever. 
they're charging postage for their customers. Mine is more of a all-in-one exclusive experience, which is what like I've sold as even as a photographer, where it wasn't a la carte stuff. It wasn't low price this. It's just like, nope, you pay the premium price, but you get everything. I take care of everything for you. And I give you more than what you think that you're going to get. So I can, because I'm spending more on that and I'm creating an experience, I can then charge more. That means I can do less restocks. That means I don't have to have as much product. That means I don't need to have as many customers. So the answers to all of that, the trickle-down effect of those decisions revolves around the type of business that I want to run. Yeah, it's all about making decisions that match the way you want to live your life and the way you want to run your business and the kind of profit you're seeking and what you can really afford and not because you, I, because you 100% could be like, well, I don't want to do XYZ thing, but you don't have the cash flow to support offloading right. all of that work. And so there's something wrong with this scenario. So you need, you can be in that situation regardless of how much revenue you're creating. You can eat all your profit. I've seen people do it so many times. They're not telling you they're doing it, but they're like, this isn't worth it. And you're like, girl, you have like millions in sales. Yeah. That's what you think. No money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have gone down the road of elaborate funnels and this is connected to this. And like, in the same way that you know, more revenue is not tied to like an equal amount of more expenses, you know, the more complicated your business is does not necessarily correlate to more profit. You know, let's, let's just talk about sales funnels for like two seconds. First of all, you got to get someone to sign up. Okay. And then usually you got to get them to watch something, read something, interact with something. Only a percentage of the original people are even going to do step one. If they get through all of that, maybe they'll get a sales message. And then only a percentage of those people would convert. And that is the simplest sales funnel. Now, imagine if you had this triggers that and then an upsell happens. And I think all these people on the Internet are full of shit (laughs) and they keep telling you that this is a good plan and it's not not. you know like I would much rather you have direct sales conversations I just talked to someone yesterday today I don't know I was in some kind of mastermind interview thing and they're like well it sounds to me like having a variety of products at different price points and all this stuff matters and I said No, girl. The only reason Boss Project has that is because our audience got so big that we had to serve people at different points in their journey, in their business journey, which means we're talking to people at different stages of business, which Mm -hmm. means we're talking to too many people, honestly. Which, I mean, if I started Boss Project over today, I would have gotten real clear on that. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't have gone down that road. Mm -mm. So she was like... So I need to have, and I was like, stop. No. I was like, what you need to have is a really clear offer. Uh What you need to have is people to understand how they can interact with you. I've been running a blog for years. 
And I, I mean, technically Boss Project started as a blog. I did a survey the other day that had hundreds and hundreds of people participate. Over 60% of them didn't even know it existed. Okay. So like, can you imagine that like, if your main sales tool is buried on some post on a blog that they have to sign up for and then go down a funnel, do you think anyone's going to convert? No. So would it, would I be better off being like directly on Instagram stories being like, by the way, here's how you can work with me. Here's exactly what I offer. Here's my next launch. Why do you think that works for Emily? I'm just saying. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's not complicated. No. 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 Here's what day it's coming out. You like it? Great. Yeah. I just like I know I keep I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's so important for you to establish these decisions early and yeah. clearly mm-hmm. because every single decision that falls after that. Do I email my people? How often? What do I say? Do I have, do I open up my program every quarter or every day or once a year? Is it a high price, a middle price? What do I offer? Do I offer coaching? What is my packaging? Literally every question that you have after making those decisions will be answered based on those answers. Yeah. They'll be made for you. It's really easy. I mean, it's not easy at first. Because it's I not think necessarily easy to do. It's not necessarily easy to decide. And sometimes you're still you going to make it stick wrong. to your guns. Because I think right. sometimes it's really easy to like get really excited about something yes. and then go down the wrong rabbit yes. hole really quickly. And I have to be, I have to remind myself and rein it in. Mm-hmm. But you guys, I just, if nothing else, this is one more opportunity for us to say, you are not better if you run a bigger business. Mm-mm. You're not better if you make more money. In my opinion, the best businesses are the ones that serve their owners, mm-hmm. that make exactly what they need mm-hmm. and fulfill like their creative desires without being distracting from the lives that they said they wanted to live. Yep. And people are not telling you how to do that. People are saying, go for the moon. And I'm like, why? Why? Do you really want that? I mean, if you do, fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting it also. Like there's nothing wrong with like, no, I want a multi-million dollar, huge team, big production of a business. That's literally fine. I, it's fewer of you than you might admit to yourself. Sure. You're like, no, I really want to pick my kid up from school and drop them off, which means I really and I'm also like- not saying that you can't have that if you have that big, crazy totally. multi-million dollar business. I'm totally. not saying that either. I'm not saying that like these people who have big businesses it just costs don't, more to do that. It costs more. It costs more. Because you can have the fancy shit yes. and make the same amount of money. And yes. that's what I'm trying to reiterate to you is that like, I would venture to guess that both of us in our side businesses in the next year, maybe two years, we'll make as much profit yep. as Boss Project does with a whole lot less complication, yep. with a much smaller team. Yep. yep. And you'd be like, really? Yes. Yep. Really. Yes. Yes. So I, there's no reason for us to continue to linger on this. I think you get the point. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to do a self-check. Yes. Are you actually pursuing 
how you want to live your life. Right. Are the decisions that you're implementing in your business every single day in alignment with what you say that you want? Yeah. That's all I want you to check in on. And if you're doing that, great. Great. There's probably some areas that you're not though. So totally. <laughs> just check it. Check you it. might need to make some decisions and that's yep. fine. And if you want feedback on some of those decisions or strategies, please don't hesitate to reach out over on Instagram at Boss Project. We would love to hear what's on your mind, what things you maybe should start pursuing if you want this certain goal or business or things if you're wondering if you should let them go or re reestablish or like reevaluate them and how they're working for you. Definitely ask us over in the DMs. We're there for you now and always. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.